welcome back to JM Radio, everybody. My name is Jeremy Siegel, alongside my ever-present co-host, Mike. Hello. Everything is totally normal and perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the podcast has been delayed a bit. Uh, We've had I, stuff going on. Yeah, I had to run back to Massachusetts, so I'm in this corner of a room with a haphazard setup, and Mike is in a foreign location as well. Uh, yeah, Mike. I'm at my girlfriend's house, and she helped me. She like Jerry rigged the amazing setup for me. <laughs> so we don't know what sense? we don't know what this is going to sound like. Uh, but the podcast must go on. Uh, Apparently, I sound good. I got a cool mic. You sound different. I would. I don't know if it's good. <laughs> uh, why would we'll I, see why how... would I never? It just never ends up sounding good for me. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's my answer. This is what my life is like. I don't know. Throw your hands up in the air. Uh, but Siegel, it's been so long. You, we have a lot to catch up on. Oh, Mike. It's been yonkers. What? Donkey years. <laughs> nope, that's a place. Uh, I don't even This is week 41 and 42, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Because, like, we... Yeah. We've grown old in this year, Mike. I was going to say, like, I was planning on when we were supposed to record this, like, two weeks ago. One of the things, like, gossiping about saying, talking about, like, Halloween of last year and, like, Halloween music. (laughs) Because it was Halloween, around the Halloween when we were supposed to record. But, I mean, this this is the spooky Halloween episode. Yeah, these are the Halloween weeks. So if you want to talk about Halloween of yesteryear, you can speak on it. Siegel, what are your Halloween? Do you have any? Do you like Halloween? What are you doing Halloween 2020? <laughs> what did I do in Halloween 2020? Yeah. Uh, nothing. There was this thing called COVID going around. And I spent the year inside like I do as a 23-year-old. What did you do last Halloween, Mike? I made cookies with my friend. You remember this? Huh? You remember that? Yeah, it was a fun Halloween. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I I have I have nothing to follow up that with that with. I don't know. <laughs> Just like that's awesome. It was fun. Yeah, I know what you did this Halloween with your fucking green <laughs> makeup or whatever you. Oh yeah, I was I was as. Beast Boy. Me and my girlfriend were Beast Boy and Raven. It's definitely the first time I dressed up in like a decade. Have you seen any of that iteration of that show? Oh, we watched a little bit of it just because of the 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 costume. It's a good show. Titans on HBO Max. I haven't seen the newest season, but I've seen the last three or two. Good show. Decent binge watch. Is Titans like the the gritty realistic show? Yeah. That's Beast Boy's insane. in it. He's not green though in that show. He just has green hair in that show. That's okay. That's a choice. <laughs> to like, yeah, to be like, it's the character. Trust us. But it's not. Uh, so, you know, that's life. Um, what else is going on? TV shows? Anything? Da 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 Not really. I haven't done much of anything. My brain is rattled. I, I've flown and my. Time has changed twice for me in the last two days with the 
jump back and then I change of time zone. So my brain is just gone. Yes, blow into the mic. That'll make it sound better. <laughs> I'm, I'm blowing on it like it's food. <laughs> this mic, the shit Mike's about to spit is so fire, he had to blow on the mic to just to preemptive, <laughs> preempt it, it. Um, I don't know, Halloween. I was going to talk about horror movies when we recorded this episode. I love watching horror movies every year. There you go. What's your favorite horror movie, Mike? It might be The Witch. Do you know The Witch? The Vivitch? Yeah, the one that looks like Vivitch. Uh, I never saw it. It's just like the continuation of The Blair Witch. I mean, not really. Well, it's the same universe. It's supposed to be like that character. It's supposed to be that. That same in way? that universe. I think it's supposed to be the follow-up on that horror character. Are you sure? That movie takes place in like the 1600s. Yeah, but but I think that char- the evil spirit that they go and find in the 90s, 1990s horror movie is based is that character. <laughs> yeah. Um No, I don't I don't know. Did you make that up? There's no way that no, I, Okay, we're going to fucking look this up cuz I'm pretty sure it's that same the witch not the witcher. Robert Eggers made that? Wow, that's surprising. Yeah. You know Robert Eggers? That's like what he's known for. Yeah, I just didn't think he made it cuz this movie I think didn't do very well in the box. Uh Okay, I guess it did good for a horror movie. People like it. It's a cult classic. Is it really not based on? I guess it's just witchcraft, but I thought it was based on the same shit. Whatever. Okay, maybe it's not based on. That's a long-winded really way to say it. I'm wrong. Uh... Um. Well, do we want to do the Game of Thrones update? Oh yeah, who died? The update Who's is I watched here? like half the show since we last recorded. So. Okay. So who died? Um. Everyone. Uh, I want well, the... Where Where did we last? I don't fucking know. Did Three Fingers die? Little Fingers? Three Fingers is not his name. Little Finger. Yeah, I just saw that. He died. Okay. Jesus, okay. Where I am right now, they're about to fight, like, the Army of the Dead. Like, the, the, Army of the... the show is literally paused in the oh, other room. I'm the White Walker. Eight. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you're much farther than I ever... I stopped at a Battle of the Bro- Bastards. Yeah, that was, that was an amazing scene, actually. The Battle of the That's, Bastards. Yeah. Yeah, that whole episode was great, and then it was like everything's downhill from there. So <laughs> Actually, I haven't I'm pretty... seen what people hate about it so much. Before the season eight, I mean, uh, my girlfriend told me like the last episode is what people don't like. Apparently, yeah the last the last episode is where it, it takes a dive. Uh, the last scene is where it takes a dive. Okay, my theory is of... like somebody dies or somebody who wins the Iron Throne is. Not what people wanted. Well, yeah, you can't please everyone, but there's a way to appease more people than they did, I think. Whereas, like, it, there are no people that you liked by the end of the show. Whereas, you could be like, there are some people that got away. Or, like, Tell can me still that. be loved. <laughs> what? Maybe I, I took the wrong insinuation of what you said. Never mind. Got away. Can still, I don't know what I, I don't know I what thought I, you were saying. Like some people escaped, most of the people died, or something. 
No comment. Uh, <laughs> All right, even on this mic, thing. your fucking laugh cuts out. What the fuck? What is wrong with your Ooh, laugh? Ho, 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 ho. I'm laughing. Uh, okay, let's just get into this. No, shit. I want to talk about Ted Lasso. Oh, too. sorry. What else? Ted Lasso. I told you to watch that show. Oh, but I, I don't have Apple TV. <laughs> I, I thought I didn't either, but it's like... It feels like it was a show that was made for you because it's about sports and it's the creator of Scrubs and it's really funny and wholesome. I completely understand why I would love it. I don't have Apple TV Plus. You want to give me Apple TV Plus? I mean, maybe we can give you a password. I don't know if that works. No, I'm sure my dad will get it at some point and I'll watch it. But uh... Yeah, no, it's an amazing show. You should watch it. I definitely want to. I've seen clips from it and I've seen the first two episodes on a plane so I know the premise, but I never got to like finish that season or anything. So it sucks, Mike. The premise. Uh, horror movies. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of my favorite horror movie since, but I don't know what it would be. Fuck. I probably should. You like have Halloween? One. You like John Carpenter? No, I don't like any of the. Uh, I like cheesiness. I like the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. Even though, like, the further you get into it, it's like, what the fuck's happening? They sent them into space, and well, like, the problem with Halloween itself is like, there's like 90 movies. I remember you complained. I don't know if this was on air or off air that you saw that newest movie and you were like, this shit. The new one <laughs> was Halloween really bad. Kills or whatever. Yeah, that was one that... was. That had no point. <laughs> None of them have a point. It's a dude in a, a fucking William Shatner painted white mask that walks around. Oh yeah, if you didn't know that, the original Halloween mask is a William Shatner match mask. I think I heard that. Like it's Captain yeah. Kirk or whatever. Exactly. And so they yeah. painted it white, and that was because it was such a low budget film to start with. Anyway, that's a long winded way to say. <laughs> week forty one. Yes, week forty one. Throwdown in Bummerland. Uh. Do you have any uh, shout outs, Mike? Okay. Let me get on my notes up here. Again. <laughs> this is a what DIY funny. episode of uh, of uh, um, my batteries on my my. I don't have a ton of notes this episode, but yeah, I like. Uh, I found the song "Arrive" by Doc Aquatic on a math rock playlist. Okay. Um, my note says math rock is certainly a thing. Um, seriously, it's like really good, but there's never like any specific math rock math rock songs I want to listen to. Um, like it's math rock is like I just turn on a playlist of like here's math rock songs and I just listen to it. Or like math wrong, math wrong. You're math wrong. It's okay. <laughs> Most of my tests, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Quality content. This is like episode one of Jam Radio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where the fuck I Who am. I'm going. Oh, am I supposed to go now or are you still going? Oh, Sorry. um, Wives and Lovers is really cool. That's a you song. Sure. Um, what, is it not? What are you saying? Oh, yeah, it or... is. That, that's my big note for this week. <laughs> oh, okay. So you don't want to say any more about it. No, you can do whatever the fuck you Jack want. Jack Jones was born in 1928. Uh, it's probably pretty close. No. Not Illinois. That. that was a total guess. 
I, no, he couldn't be. He was from the '60s, so it, uh, he would. He wasn't forty. Oh, he was like ten song. years. <laughs> Nineteen thirty-eight. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Can you imagine if I got that right? I could. Still alive. I, yeah, he is. Still does Vegas shows. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, that's that song was good. The Billy Joel song was good. My favorite. I mean, I just spoiled my number one. Was the waving my dick in the wind? But that's not a fucking long note. I mean, that's not a short note. It's just a longer one. Um, I was listening to this place and I didn't know that Throwdown was a Tenacious D song. How dare you! Until I like looked at my phone while I was listening to it. Really, it sounds so much like fucking Jack Black. I was like listening to it at work. It was all blending oh, in. You, you were in the zone, bro. Yeah. Um. Do you have any okay. shoutouts? Uh, oh, he asked this time. Do so I not? Like, do we usually not? I don't know. Uh, again, bear with us. <laughs> My brain's fried. Uh, Golden We're Brown by fried. the Stranglers. This was uh in Umbrella Academy season two, which is an amazing soundtrack. Uh, this song is the sound of disturbing intro to a carnival with thumping harpsichord to draw people in uh, the land that lies ahead it was weird because there's a punk rock band that made this song just doesn't make sense because they're like and then they made this fucking song which was like the fuck happened to this band that's punk rock in the fucking 60s or 70s Um, yeah but you recommended it no but this isn't one of those songs. That's why I like it. Uh, maybe seventies or eight. I don't fucking know. Uh, the lyrics are obscure on a purpose to get past censors of the time, which because it was about heroin and a girl. Both provided the songwriter with pleasure, pleasurable times. Uh, Nightmare by Easy Easy Life. Uh, you never about that. That's the most like random song in this whole playlist. Well, okay, so my note is generic TikTok song that has the flow of every bedroom pop song of the 2010s. That's my it's, note. It's not a, pit- a TikTok song. I saw it in the TV show. I forgot where. No, I'm saying it's TikTok-like, I guess. I'm not saying it's like big on TikTok. I'm saying uh, Mystery Man by The Outfield. Uh, I recommended this song because Tony Lewis, the lead singer of the band The Outfield, had died, and everyone knows the song Your Love by The Outfield. Blanky and what the song sounds like, but if you look up your love, you know the song pretty instantly. They were a big band in the 80s, so I just wanted to that's why I shouted these guys out. Big up to them. I wanted to show that they made other music other than that one song that everyone considers them a one hit wonder for. In my life, in my life by the Beatles. Mike, you disappoint me that you don't know Beatles. It still disappoints me. And I could just recommend the Beatles next week. Let me tell you something. You're going to recommend a Beatles song to me? No, I mean a, a, a song, a Beatles song from the next week annoyed me. And it's less about the song, more about you. <laughs> I can't wait for that. Uh, there are whole episodes of podcasts dedicated to the Beatles, so I'm not going to go really into it. But uh, I will say that this is one of my favorites, as well as the one from next week that Mike's going to ridicule me over for some reason. In My Life has strong, smooth instrumentals mixed with reminiscent nature of the lyrics. Even just the way it hooks the listener in with the lines, the opening lines. There are places I'll remember all my life, though some have changed. Change? Changes? 
I wrote these wrong. Some forever, not for better. Some have gone and some remain. Trippy nature with this lyrics. Uh, the trippy nature of the lyrics. The listener understands what they may. Oh, fucking hell. My fucking notes are awful this week. I apologize. Bro. It's a trippy nature of, of the lyrics and the song intermixed. And if you want to listen to an even better version of the song, I actually prefer the Johnny Cash cover version. Uh, just because his voice is so much cover this he covered it in that same one where he did uh the song that we both like we'll we'll meet again oh and and that other song and hurt but we'll meet again he also covered on that same album does he have like a whole other album yeah that was that was the point that album was all covers uh it was i think it was his last album before he died well it was because hurt was his big send-off song yeah that was a that remember like the whole music video for that song was like that's so eerie. He created this while he died because it's like he knew he was about to die or something. Yeah, I think he died like three months after that video came out or something. It was like pretty spot on. I hate the original version of that song, by the way. You've never was heard it? it? Who? What? Who's it by? Nine Inch Nails. It's by I like a, a weird band for Johnny Cash to cover, I feel like. Oh, it's such a weird song. Like his version is so immaculate and then the nine inch nails version is more like again it's like i don't know how he gets the beauty out of that song because the the, the original covers whatever i always like the songs that reminds me of like looking the in my life song reminds me of looking back at like hometowns like the our home street towns there's all these places in our life we can picture and it's universal message in that nature my brain hurts. You, you want to go? Yeah. Do you have any other notes? Uh, what, what did you say? I don't know. <laughs> you like, sound like you died on my end. Um, oh. I just, the uh, Waving My Dick in the Wind is such a good, like, classic ween song, formula-wise, I guess. It's like a really silly sentiment, but it's also expressing the desire of, like, wanting to be, quote, in your arms again. Um, in between... You got over there? Don't worry. I don't know which way gain goes up and or down. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, I don't know. Those two sentiments together in a song are like funny to me, and it's very aesthetically comfy in the way that Ween is. Um, I've kind of been on. I've like slowly realized lately that Ween is awesome, and not just the artist behind the funny meme SpongeBob song. Ocean Man. What... what man? Ocean Man. Oh. Oh, I didn't know it was them, but okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that's good song. Oh, was that your longer note? Yeah, it was your it was a you song. You oh, okay. I mean, sure. <laughs> um my longer note is on Wives and Lovers by Jack Jones, and this is you say you like this song, but I'm gonna ruin it for you. I almost guessed his birth year exactly yeah. before we started this. Or wait, was that on air? No, that was in the episode. Okay. Well, <laughs> you guys, you guys, it's it is there for you guys to see. If you want to rewind to the beginning, uh, you can hear my guess. Yeah, you guys remember that? I did that. So yeah, shout out replay. I'll put it right here. Ready? Wow, that was amazing, Mike. Remember that moment from <laughs> twenty minutes do that, ago? Huh? You're actually gonna do that? 
No, because that's way too much editing, and I'm a lazy piece of shit. Uh, uh, yeah, I. Uh, Jack Jones, I recommended this song specifically because it was a creepy song that could never be released today. And looking further into it, I was not disappointed in the levels of creep this song was willing to go. Uh, Jack Jones was a traditional pop, easy listening singer, popular in the 1960s, and performed a lot of these Sinatra-inspired cookie-cutter songs. Uh, He never wrote any. Two guys wrote it, like many of the songs of these days. Uh... I think it was called the Brill Brick Process, which was just like writers wrote for these people and mass produced these songs. Uh, but his version won two Grammys uh, and Best Male Performance in 1964. I think the album also won, or he won two Grammys overall. I'm not sure. Uh, but this classic was written by Bert Bacharach, I think is how you okay. say it, Great. and Hal and then Hal David, most white guy name you can think of, uh, two leading men in churning out these songs, uh, wrote the songs for the title of the film Wives and Lovers. And it was it was written about marriage, marital infidelity, which was the what the movie was about. I don't think the movie ever came out, but this song did. Uh, although the song has been covered numerous times as recently as Laura Bennett Benitez version in 2020, the lyrics still creep me out. Uh, it starts off with, hey, little girl, comb your hair, fix your makeup. Soon he will open the door. Don't think because he's there's a ring on your finger, you needn't try anymore. Uh, it's like this very weird misogynistic, like looking down like, hey, little lady, like we'll take care of you now. Recently? Yeah, it's still covered, but it's like a very creepy, like. I know there's probably meant to be satire in it, but it's like it it seems like anti-feminist advice. It's just something that could not be done today. If like if fucking Michael Bublé came out with this song today, people would be like, whoa, Michael Bublé is an anti-feminist because it's just like so 1950s, like nuclear family, like the wife stays in the kitchen while the husband goes out to get the real money. And it's just it's so creepy. Like money. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like a song dis uh, dissonance song. And if you don't know that term, Mike, it's that it's your favorite thing. It's stuck in the middle with you from Goodfellas, where they're beating the shit out of the guy. Um, that that Elvin, scene. Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Sorry. Um, I never seen that movie. I never seen Goodfellas either. So both good. Real move. Uh, but. It it sounds like that. It sounds like the song that plays in the background while a horrific thing happens. It's just like, or a horrific scene erupts around it. It's just a perfect movie song because it's so croonery and like. Well, because it, it just sounds good and like, if we, I get what you're saying, like you just forget about like listening to what it's about. Yeah, don't listen to the lyrics because the lyrics are like, holy shit, this guy's like a fuckhead. But because it's like. He sings like this. It sounds good. It's like, cool, you did it. But it's a very creepy song. Uh, and I urge you to go read the lyrics because it, it's just a weird fucking song. Uh, not not PC. It would not be made today. Um, just interesting that this was acceptable. Uh, I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess my, my liking of the song is the perfect example of dissonance. 
just like mindlessly listening. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. like I like I said, I was mindlessly listening to these songs when I was doing my listen through, like while I was working. I get it. That it, it, it's a. I mean, literally, his title, like his genre, is easy listening. So if you like Sinatra, I think Sammy Sammy Davis Jr. the that whole band of people from like the fifties and sixties, you're gonna like this guy because he sounds exactly the same. There were so, so many different. of these guys, I lose track. Yeah, I never heard of Jack Johnson or Jack Neither Jones. Jack, Jack Johnson's Jones. next week. No, sorry. Who never oh, yeah. says Black Another so white guy. Close. What? Jack Johnson is like so wholesome. No, he's disgusting. I'm going to tell you all about Jack Johnson next week. Uh, What's wrong with him? I love Jack Johnson. He's great. He made the Curious George fucking song, and it's great. Yeah, no, he's uh, great. Upside down. I, th- I was going to. My note about him is we can all agree. Like, that's one thing I think everybody agrees on. No, I'm pretty sure the right will be like, he got vaxxed. Cancel him. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> they they just canceled Big Bird because he said he wanted to get vaxxed. Like the world is ending. Let's just accept it and move on with our lives. No, he's canceled. Did you see? Did you see the the you know the bones no bones pug? I fucking love the bones no bones pug. Wow, <laughs> that's guy. something I thought you would hate. I'm glad you like it. But um... I mean. I hated it at first, but now it's like I do. I follow the guy. I'm like, I wonder what it is, just because. <laughs> oh, apparently, somebody Rolling Stone wrote an article saying noodles canceled. I did see that. I did. I yeah, I saw that on my news okay. feed, and it was That's so great, sad. Great society. Thirteen year old pug who can't walk very well. Uh, okay, top five, Mike. Okay. Um, my what's. Yeah, five arrived by Doc Aquatic. Four throwdown by Tenacious D. Three seaside by Bears and Trees. Two Joburg Jam by Pogo, and one waving my dick in the wind by Ween. Uh, you're gonna do math. Uh, uh, five is Mystery Man by the Outfield. Four is waving my dick in the air. By when? Ween, I put by waving my dick in the air, but it's by Ween. Uh, <laughs> great, great copy great page job over here. Uh, th- <laughs> three is arrived by Doc Aquatic. I really do like that song. Uh, two is Golden Brown by Stranglers, and one is In My Life by the Beatles. So is it waving or is it arrived? And one is five and two. And if arrived gets away from my dick in the wind ones. Okay. Well, I, I win. I know. It's just funny listening to it because I don't know what the fuck's happening. My brain goes off when math is involved. I might be wrong. Right? If wave my dick in the wind got first for me, it gets five. And if it got fourth for you? Okay. It gets two and four. No, two, two and five. five. And three. And what do you put for Doc Aquatic? Three and three. So, yeah. I'm right. Three and three is six. Two and five is seven. Yeah. Why well, my dick in the air one? It's wind. Yay. Oh, air, wind, whatever. Earth, wind, and fire. You throw your dick into all of them. <laughs> See what comes out. That's quote, secret quote 2021. <laughs> uh, so congrats to uh, waving my wind. dick in the air. Wind, fire. You really, really convinced this air, huh? 
I thought they said it in the thing. I'm waving my dick in the air. But I guess wind makes Maybe more sense. like that's one of the times they Maybe like one of the lines they say air and not wind. <laughs> waving my dick in the wind. Oh, it's like why isn't it coming up? It's because dick is in the title and Google's like yeah. that's a porn site. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> waving my dick in the wind, waving my dick in the wind. Now all they say is waving my dick in the wind. They say air ever? No, they never say the word air. Okay. Okay. You just made okay. that up. Yeah. Just just to spite them. Fuck them. Waving my dick in the air. It's not comfy. I'm <laughs> it's so uncomfy. I want a tour. Don't give a tour off air. Uh, week 42. Uh, Pumpkin Ghosts and Eleanor Rigby, which I'm guessing is the song Mike doesn't like. Yeah. My thing about Eleanor Rigby was just like... Rigby! <laughs> what did I say? Rig- you said like ring me or something. No, it's, I said Rigby. I know the song. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah. What's up? I, I just hate... <laughs> You were you were like shitting on Billie Eilish and Beyonce. You're like, why are they taking the be- the Beatles spot on the Rolling Stone? Because they just fucking sing about breakups. And then I listen to this song, and it's just like, hey, people are fucking lonely in it for like two minutes. Yeah, but people uh, fucking lonely in it. Yeah, but it, there's like the symbol. There's like no like extra. I thought this would be like the deepest shit ever, but it's like, it's deep shit. Is deeper the, than the like sentiment is people be lonely. I mean, it, brilliant. I will say it's on the similar level of I'm a bad guy. Like, yeah, that's no... what I'm, that's the whole point I'm making. I, I don't know. I'd rather much listen to Eleanor Rigby, which is one of my favorite Beatles songs. I had a feeling this was like one of your favorite songs. Yeah, because I'm a lonely dude. It just it just makes sense. Bro. You got me. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Joking. What? I'm joking. I'm trying uh, to be your friend, bro. You're trying so hard, man. Uh, fuck it. Let's talk about Eleanor Rigby. Uh, I have my note on it. It's a shout out. It's not a full note. Oh, I had uh, a feeling this is gonna be like long ass note. Well, at, see the problem with Beatles songs, and I'll say this every time a Beatles song comes up, there are books, podcasts, stories endlessly about the Beatles because they're so iconic to culture and music, pop music, rock, all these different genres of music kind of coalesce around this one band that you could talk and look up facts about the songs forever. But, uh, and even recently with the TikTok sound that uh, I put his name down, Corey Fry did a cover of this. With like a full fucking orchestra, and it's becoming a TikTok sound again. Yeah, this is um, this is all over TikTok right now. That's part of why I know it. Yeah, so this is obviously the original. Um, but the as as you said, loneliness. The Beatles sing about neglected concerns and fates of the elderly in the song. As Paul recently uh, revealed, recently it was written about an old woman. Uh, I think her name was Daisy Hawkins. But it didn't. That didn't sound well, so they changed the name. Uh, who was lonely, and he helped out to do chores back in Liverpool when he was young, and she was a very old woman. Where the band is from, it's an elaborate piece with double string quartet arrangement and vivid descriptive lyrics. Now, your argument, Mike, is that 
this is something that well everyone does this today yeah everyone does this today because the beatles sort of push this well, I, out I didn't into... say everybody does this today i just said like i don't think this is but, deep at all but i it's more deep than a lot of things were at the time where it was just like well, i love you baby hello my baby hello my darling hello my ragtime doll like and there was, there was rock and roll music, but it was like... <laughs> it was all once. I know. But it's like, I'm saying that, like, it, it was more... It was creative and inventive for the time. I so mean, they, I, I can't, like, speak to that. I wasn't alive when the song came out. Okay, but I'm explaining but, it to you. <laughs> all all yeah. I know is when I consumed this song, I thought it was, like, whatever. I get, I get it, and I think with the Beatles, it's very. I'm sure like, if I listened to this song and whatever it came out, I'd be like, "This is brilliant." I'm not going to argue with it there. Yeah, you put you, like, you put it into your context, the context of where you are at in the world, and they put it into context of how influential it was of the time. I think it can be both. Like I enjoyed it, and I didn't know the significance or the impact, or even when I heard it the first time, I didn't know it was about an old woman or anything. Um, I just like the sound. Where you can connect with it, Mike, I think more specifically is like uh, Eleanor Rigby. Like, there's there are portions of the song that are like mountain goats esque or like really yeah, interesting that's, lyrics. That's the Where the, the like, I vague... feel like I've just heard so many like mountain goat songs about like similar shit. Yeah, so think of it as this, Mike. It's inspirational, bro. <laughs> Uh, so that's that's where my brain's at. If you don't like it, I get it, because I get other people don't like the Beatles. But uh, you know that's life. You live and you learn. Uh, uh, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime doll. Uh, what is that song? I feel like you always sing that. Hello, my baby. It's from a cartoon where a frog is kicking and has a little top hat on. It's a joke me and my dad used to say whenever we were like annoyed at each other, or like we'd just be like out of the blue, we'd just go like, Hello, my baby, hello, my darling, hello, my ragtime doll. And it's just like a stupid thing that was in a cartoon with a kicking frog, uh, from like the fucking no 60s. Uh, I'll do other shout outs because I'm here already. Uh, MTA by the Kingston Trio, these guys like were a folk. I'm glad you like the song. It's a very good song. Uh, same time period as the Beatles song, as you might not know. <laughs> like that matters. Uh, like these, uh, these guys are a folk revival band from the early '60s and late '50s. Uh, folk had died out, and they were they were trying to make it come back, and uh, that's what revival means. Good job, uh, and have expressed <laughs> some of the best storytelling elements in this song. It's one of the most bizarre tales ever spun in a song, I think. It's about a man named Charlie who gets on a train in Boston and can never get off because he can't pay the exit fares. They had introduced some new exit fares in Boston in the MTA system. Ice voice crack, you're 24. Uh, but this is like an anti-establishment like, song, yeah? Or yeah, it's a, it's a protest song, basically. It wasn't written by them. They made That's it why famous. I thought this was really cool, because it was like a cool way to do a protest song. Yeah, it was a little like ditty, especially that beginning part is very punk, uh, where they have like the voice announcer come on. It's like a voice clip instead of just like getting right into this little 
shitty about this dude named Charlie. It's so entrenched, though, in Boston lore that the cards they use to get on the subway are called Charlie cards after the song. So it's a big deal in Boston. Mike I didn't has know a that's where it was from. Oh, did you not? No, I I have a Charlie card in my wallet. You've been to Boston? <laughs> yeah, I go with my girlfriend a lot. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's where it's from. It's from this once. song. It feels like we've gotten more than once. Well, that's how the, you get the Charlie card. It's from this this character in this song. So it's very big. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Man on the Moon by R.E.M. This is one, this one holds a special place in my heart, Mike. Do you know who Andy just felt Kaufman... Like on for really long, Man on the Moon. Yeah, it's a long song. Do you know who Andy Kaufman is? Um, and like, can you explain? Because I know the name. Andy Kaufman was a comedian who, uh, uh, they made a movie about called Man on the Moon that Jim Carrey played. Did you see that documentary on Netflix that Jim Carrey, Andy Kaufman and Carrey or something where he's like, it basically explains that the character never left him because he became such a method actor and in the mind of Andy Kaufman, who is a very famous comedian on SNL and taxi was his big show. Uh, he was a very fucking bizarre human. And if you want to watch the movie, watch man on the moon, this song came out before it, but then was named after because this song is a tribute to Andy Kaufman and other conspiracy theories, because God, there's a lot of conspiracy theories around Andy Kaufman. Is he really dead? Isn't the main one. Uh, because he died. Theories. This is a music podcast. We can talk about the Travis Scott concert. Oh fuck! I don't really want to talk about that. I'm like, yeah, he was like looking on at them and not doing anything. There's no conspiracy. Travis Scott is an asshole. No, the conspiracy. I saw. I saw a TikTok on my for you page where somebody was like, "This concert was a ritual suicide." I mean, no, a cult sacrifice by Travis Scott. No, I wanted to mention that crazy, ridiculous conspiracy. It's it's not. There's no conspiracy theory around what happened in Astro World in Houston. Travis Scott is an asshole and oh, deserves shit. everything. Oh shit! It was right where you were. Well, I mean, no, I, Austin is where I'm living, but no. I know, but like, it's just Texas. <laughs> That's what I thought. My right, my left ear just died. <laughs> um, oh, no. I'll have headphones by Wednesday, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but this song has a lot of conspiracy theories. Obviously, Man on the Moon. Did we actually land on the moon? Um and other things, but mostly around Andy Kaufman. It has a bunch of references to Andy Kaufman's life and everything. And I implore you to listen to the song and then watch the movie or watch the movie and listen to the song. You get all the references. He, Andy Kaufman fought Jerry Lawler, the wrestler. They, they fought like actually. Oh, Mike, like, we're going to watch man on the moon. We're going to, I'm going to send you some shit because yeah, he had a big feud, a public feud with Jerry Lawler. I when met was Jerry like, Lawler a few weeks ago. Oh, we're, we're, we'll talk about this off air, but yeah, one of his, you're fine. I heard it, but I can cut it out. Uh, <laughs> Mike made a very funny face when he hit his mic. I just I hit the mic. Oh, you're fine. So, uh, yeah, it's a great fucking song. Listen to Man on the Moon. Watch the movie. Read about Andy Kaufman. Uh, I'll put links in the show notes to all his great bits because I love fucking Andy Kaufman. He's great. I love Andy Kaufman, not I love fucking Andy Kaufman. Uh, uh, is your friend, all right? Hold on by Jed is my last shout out. An Australian. I didn't think they were Australian. I thought they were English. 
Australian garage rock band from the early 2000s. I remember it from Spider-Man 2 soundtrack with Tobey Maguire, not Spider-Man, the newest one, or the Andrew Garfield one, the original, the best Spider-Man. Is Andy Kaufman, uh, who's in your profile photo right now? I don't know what's in my profile photo. No, that's Steve Martin. That's <laughs> Steve Martin? <laughs> he has a lot of shit on his face, but yeah, Steve Martin. Uh, it's a record cover I have. Uh, it's a simple ballad about... No, not Steve Martin. It's not a simple ballad. Hold On by Jet is a simple ballad about trying to be yourself, no matter the difficulty in living life with the complexities that come with it. Fucking hell, you go. <laughs> okay. Um... <coughs> you and your heart i remember from the little league world series one year um really nice song like i just said like we can both agree how great and pure jack johnson is um i don't think we're gonna find anyone who disagrees with that um banana pancakes uh shot reverse shot two classics of yours and mine um said man in the moon felt long um it's a kind of a store song but I'm glad you explained to me the backstory because I want to know more about Andy Kaufman. Um, Them Changes are really groovy and cool. Thundercat is like a really amazing artist of today. Feels very talented. He kind of gets it. Um, the Vince Guaraldi trio, the Penny Piano guy, the Charlie Brown Piano guy, just grinds out absolute slappers. Um, and when I mean that, I mean... Like, just amazing piano riffs that always give me, like, an unreal sense of comfiness about whatever season the song's from. Um, Charlie Brown brings those memories back Russian. Um, no Russian. I'm Russian. Might be all I have for now. One more note. Call of Duty reference. Shut up. No Russian. Have any last notes? I have a bigger note. That's your last one? You have one more? No, I only have one big note left. Okay, I have one note left too, and that's it. Okay, I'll go. Uh, a complete list of fears, ages 5 to 28. Hey, that's my note. Oh, really? Well, then we yeah. can do this together. Uh, the yellow dress. Uh, my absolute favorite find of 2020. The song was oh, really good. Okay, I was really scared you were going to go like, I fucking hate this song. No, I really like this song. Okay, that's great. Uh, This album, Faint Music, Ordinary Life, is a fucking banger. I love this album. uh, I wish more of their stuff. They only have two albums on Spotify, but they're a band camp music artist. They don't really put their stuff on Spotify, which is sad. But I listened to their whole discography, and it's fucking amazing. But this is a the album you start with, I think, personally. Uh, very little about this band on the internet. They're an indie rock band from San Francisco, formed in 2007 by Dan Weiss and Jonathan Kirk Moyer. Seem to have found a collective group with many members. You want to say something? No. I just said Kirk oh, okay. Moyer is a good name. That's all I wanted to say. Kirk Moyer is a good name. Uh, they have a good amount of music, mostly residing on Bandcamp. I already said that. Uh, they've been described as, here you go, Mike, listen to this. They've been described as magnetic fields with less self-loathing and a velvet underground without all the drugs. Dude, it's very like velvet underground-y. 
Yeah. I'm I wrote like Kenny sh- Dalton and Paul Baraboo vibes. I'm still shocked you like and know who Velvet Underground is. I'm like, yeah. I'm aw- that's awesome. I I love them too. Good. Just, that's my kind um, of thing. You don't think it is? I don't know. I just think of you as the fucking SoundCloud guy. <laughs> face tattoos. Uh, no, not that. If you showed up with a face tattoo, Mike, I'd probably just be like, "Oh, what the fuck." Uh, but it'd be surprising. You and Post Malone could get along. Uh, they hate writing about themselves in the third person. Was the last thing on about them themselves. Uh, Dan Weiss, the lead vocalist of the group, sounds utterly fantastic and keeps you enthralled in everything he says. And Jonathan Kirk Moyer is the bassist. And I don't really know what to say about that. He's a, he's a good bassist. Uh, the song I just is love... List- um, yeah. So it's like... It makes me think of like a Kimmy Dawson song. He's listening. He's listing all these like... Quirky, like kiddish things he's afraid of, right? Yeah. And then... Um, it becomes about like... Should have just gone off my nose, but like the these days mostly I'm afraid of losing you. And then he he like expands off that concept more. Yeah. And it kind of rounds off rounds the song off in a really clever way, in my opinion. No, I and it sounds I nice. Completely agree with you. It's this he I don't know who wrote it. I'm guessing it's this Dan Weiss guy. I won't give him credit absolutely because I don't know. Because again little on this band but whoever wrote it was very creative and i think a lot of creativity doesn't happen in songs like that anymore um so i appreciate that it's it's like uh it's like the mountain goats or bug hunter where they're just like you can say the simplest things but the way you phrase it can make it sound so much better so, the the you know, ending... do you get into mountain goats like big time because of the TikTok trend? No, I was already I was already listening to Mountain Goats before that because you recommended so much. I listened to their newest album; it was very good. Uh, their twenty twenty one album, I forget what it's called, but I really did like it. Um, I hate how that's it... a trend, especially because like the the phrase that it is is so like not funny. I didn't. I didn't actually realize. Like, I loved No Children before it became big, but I didn't realize it was about like a bitter divorce or something until yeah. people started like talking about it. I just never put. I knew it was like an anti-folk punk song, so I always knew it was like a bitter song. But I didn't know it was about like this horrible divorce. <laughs> I just thought it was like an ironic song because it's all the things you wouldn't wish on a person, but sang in a way that's like, like. Ironic. It's kind, of, it's kind of beautiful in a way. It is beautiful, but I'm just like, like the way I, he I, says, like hand in a lovable hand. Yeah, it's like I, the be- most beautiful way you can like. I'm taking you down with me. You know. Yeah, like I, that. I fucking forget his name, but he's great. Don Darnell. Uh, thank you. He's great. Um, yeah, he's great. I I want to go to a good show. I think you'd like it because it's a very. Unique experience from what I know. I would definitely go to a Mountain Goat show. Um, I like that people petitioned to try and get him to be on SNL. Yeah, and then Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, took a spot. Yeah. Fuck Ed Sheeran. No one likes Ed Sheeran. Go home. I think Ed Sheeran's been... fine. 
You haven't been good since like 2010. Shut the fuck up. Go away. Uh, no, fuck Ed Sheeran. He doesn't make good music. He just makes like fucking crappy churned out AI pop music. Like there's nothing good about him. I'm sorry. I would have sorry liked, if you like Ed Sheeran, uh, but well, I don't. I don't really have strong feelings about Ed Sheeran either. But I'm saying um, the people listening, if someone is uh, like, I love Ed Sheeran, it's like, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of better music out there. I like Ed Sheeran because he's not traditionally attractive, but he's like a level of famous that you like only can really get to if you're traditionally attracted to some level. I you know guess. I mean? But I mean, you can get to I'm trying to think of other people. I mean, once you get to enough level of fame, you can just make yourself attractive, though. No, yeah, I know what you mean, but like, if you see somebody walking down the street and you just and gave them like talent, I feel like they like wouldn't automatically be famous because they look like whatever they look like. Just because the industry is so fucked up and they need like. I some think sort Ed of Sheeran thing. is a pretty good looking human. I think there's about to be a better example of what you're saying. I just can't think of one off the top of my head. He, but I guess he's kind of made his way of looking famous or like. Good yeah, looking no, now, he's, he's whereas quirky, before, yeah. yeah, whereas before it was like, like you said, quirky, but now it's like cool that he has a whole two sleeves of tattoos and shit like that. Was he really? Yeah, yeah no one knows that because he hides them or he takes like shots from his neck up, but yeah, he's got full sleeve tattoos and they're in color. It's not like, like bright fucking color, um, on one of them at least. Anyway, long story long, The Yellow Dress is an amazing fucking band, and you should listen to their, especially this album. If you if you like this song, listen to uh, an L, I don't know how to say this word, an elegy, an LG? Elegy. Elegy for Laura Shane, uh, which I just recommended to Mike um, in our new playlist. It, I think. That song may even be better than this one, but this one is more of an introduction song. And God, I love the yellow dress. God, I wish they put more shit on Spotify just so I could listen to it more easily, but keep making shit. I think they made a new album in like 2018, but they haven't made anything since. So Good song. Okay, that's my long note. You have another yeah, one? Yeah, I think I'm done too. That's pretty much what I need to say. Oh, you had the same note. Okay. Yeah. Forgot. Okay, I'll do my top five first because that's how we go. We go back and forth. Uh, five is MTA by Kingston Trio. Four is Hold On by Jet. Three is Man on the Moon by REM. Two is Eleanor Rigby by The Beatles, and one is A Complete List of Fears, ages five to twenty-eight by The Yellow yeah, you Dress. Want, you want no my songs in this one. No, I, I had too good a week. I'm sorry, in my um, opinion. Five, Them Changes. Four, Just a Friend. Three, MTA. Two, Complete List of Fears. And one, I put Great Pumpkin Waltz. You went to a row, Siegel. Whoa, it's like week one or something. Or whenever we started doing two weeks an episode. Uh, it's like week 12, I think. Inching back. Mike, how have we been doing this for so fucking long? <laughs> I don't know. I can't believe it's made it this far. We've we've made it to different coasts. It's well, I've made it to different coasts. You changed setups once. 
Um, <laughs> it's not very climatic, is it? Uh, okay. What do we have to do, do now? Oh, yeah. To say the outro thing. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, as always, we have been us. Um, <laughs> uh, follow us on all the social medias at the at sign jam radio pod don't forget the pod part at the end of the at thing uh rate review share share just share share with a friend share with a family member it's the time of sharing we're in the holiday season if you're thinking about giving a gift give the gift of this podcast to a a fellow human in your life Uh, because we're we're coming to the end almost 10 weeks and a bit because like i think the 52nd week has extra songs or something because the leap year and shit but you know 10 more weeks which is actually five more episodes or something like that uh oh, shit. jam radio oh uh, yeah and uh <laughs> update on the shelfie episode uh, if anyone's still listening at this point uh, uh jay me had a bunch of shit happen uh Shelfie episode should come out sometime this week. I'm not going to put a hard date on it, but follow our Instagram because that's where I'll post first when it's coming out. I apologize to Shelfie and anyone anticipating that episode because it's been a fucking hell ride the last like two weeks. Uh, So I have been booking plane tickets and a lot of shit has been going on. So I'm back in Massachusetts now. Uh, and so I should be settled in, but the next week's even hectic. So no promises, but follow our Instagram to keep up to date when I'm going to post that. Cause that's, will be, that'll be the place I shout it out and put a post up about it. And also I forgot to put up for week 43 and week 44. So there will be a combined post today, Tuesday, the ninth, when you're listening, go listen to the next week's. I apologize again. Last two weeks have been hectic. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Mike, you want to count us down? Oh, yeah. Seagull, three, two, one. You You got got some some listening listening to do. do. That sounded the most synchronized it's ever sounded. Well, that means it's going to be fucked in audio. Bye. Bye, everyone. (laughs) The hell was that? My death cough.